KGEC. You get the full spectrum of Northwest Montana sports only on 96.5 and 600 KGEZ. Now, back to the Knock on Sports and Anthony Knockreiner. Welcome back inside the 600 KGEZ studios and joining us right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. It is... Matt Kiwi from the Montana Standard as we've been talking Montana sports betting throughout the NCAA tournament. We're going to get his thoughts on that here in just a second as well as talk some baseball betting because now we have opening day. We have a lot of baseball coming to us. It's not going to be just a, a, a shortened season. we got a lot of baseball games to be talking about as well. So we'll chat with Matt about that here in just a little bit. But Matt, first off, man, great to chat with you once again. Hope you are doing well tonight. I'm doing all right. I was hoping to get your thoughts on something I, I just saw come across Schefter's Twitter. It looks like the Bucks are trading away Antoine Winfield and Devin White to the Jags for the number one pick. Maybe they want Brady's successor. <laughs> for a second there, you had me. You almost had me there, buddy. <laughs> I was about to say, when, when you said the Jags, I'm like, we don't want the number one pick that badly. <laughs> <laughs> Not for two defensive stalwarts like those guys. No way, no way. But nice try on April Fool's Day, my friend. By the way, happy April Fool's Day. Worth a try. <laughs> um, Matt, uh, let's let's start with this. But obviously, uh, you know, looking at the NCAA tournament down to the final weekend here. Um, I, I asked you this. I know before the NCAA tournament started. And I thought about this as well, and, it, and so far it's been right. But it's been Gonzaga doing really, really well. So how do you feel about Gonzaga's chances here at this point to be, at the end of the day, the national champion? Well, you know, if they, if they play their game the way they're um, capable of playing, they're, they're just going to beat everyone the way they can execute in the half court so efficiently. Um, I, think, I think it's far superior to any other team. But then, you know, they're playing a team like UCLA who, for one reason or another, it seems like their opponents, they play their worst game against the Bruins throughout this tournament. And I don't know if that's luck or if it's the genius of Mick Cronin. But in either case, it's, it's an interesting matchup because it certainly seems like a mismatch. And, I mean, the line would, would agree with, with that sentiment. I believe it. the last I checked it was like 14, 14 and a half. That's interesting because, and that's going to lead to my next question for you, Matt, because I feel like, is that something that we should take a look at, you know, buying in on Gonzaga, um, maybe even, you know, breaking it even more wide open than that on UCLA? Yeah, I, I feel like with the final four, the, the spread is pretty dialed in. I think both lines are correct. I do, I do like, uh, a derivative of this game, and I can I can give it out at the end. Uh, I can do my favorite bet of, of the tournament, or I, or I can just blow through it right now. Well, let's just save it. We'll hold on for your best bet here. We'll hold on to that. With that being said, then, uh, Matt, let's take a look at this. Because I am wondering, because you talked about things being dialed in. We're only talking about you know two games at this point, then one on Monday night. Is there some place to make money uh, with these games? Is this going to be more of like a way to make money in the in-person or, or the in-game action? Or is there something that you see, whether it's the Gonzaga-UCLA game or the uh, Baylor-Houston game, where you see some something where there can be at least a little money made. Yeah, totally. Uh, you know, in-game betting, is, which is obviously more challenging on the Sports Bet Montana, um, you know, 
with the laws that we have that we have to be inside of an establishment uh, to get get a bet down. Uh, but you know, if you're able to be somewhere where you can where you can live bet, you know, what, something we've seen throughout this tournament is the team will get a lead and they'll just take the air out of the ball. And so the that live total, especially if it's going at a pretty good clip, like like a Gonzaga game. Um, you know, as the, as the points keep going, you know, it's like a slot machine, basically. And um, eventually you'll hit a point where the, the Zags will just start kind of passing the ball up top. And then, so you know, slamming that live total to go under at that point uh, is basically just, you know, like, I guess, day trading. If you want to look at it like that, you're, mm-hmm. you figure the uh, stock price is, is that as high as it's going to go. And, you know, you just sell it off, you know, or in this case, bet the under. And what you're going to see, especially if there's a blowout and no fouls, um, the clock's just going to run out and, the, and teams will not be scoring points at, a, at nearly as, as substantial of a rate. And, I, and I'll go back a little bit. If, if it is like a six, eight-point game and you do anticipate there to be fouls at the end, you might want to wait until like, the you know four three or four minute mark left in the second half that the live told to go over and t- you know anticipating this one team they're they're seeing their season slip away they're going to foul and make that other team shoot free throws until the very last seconds of the game and when they're on offense they're going to be jacking up threes so we got a opportunity there to you know buy low essentially and and bet that live told to go over. What bet do you like in the Baylor Houston game? Well, in my in my remaining bracket pool that I have a, a faint heartbeat in, <laughs> um, I, I have Baylor winning it all. So I think I'll just go Houston money line because <laughs> uh, that's just how my tournament's been going so far. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Matt, another aspect of this, is this also an area when we talk about these two games to kind of take a look at some player prop bets and, and kind of look at those as, as uh, another way to offset the fact that, uh, you know, it's just going to be tough, I think, to make some money off the money line or uh, the spread itself? Absolutely. And with with Gonzaga, it's, it is really hard to bet their, their player props to go over because they have so many weapons like Drew Timmy or Kisbert can hit a bunch of threes. And then obviously Jalen Suggs is incredible. And so when you have a lot of guys that can go off on any given night, it's tough to pick out a guy to go over. So, you know, probably want to look to UCLA and try to figure out what they're going to do. I know, you know, Jaime Hawkins is a guy that is going to really need to step up for them to be able to do anything because, I'm sure Gonzaga is going to be dialed in on, on Johnny Juzang, who's been kind of carrying the Bruins for a bit here. But Hawkins is a perfectly capable shooter who's just been slumping for a couple of games. Mm. And so, you know, it's, I hate to, you know, have the do theory, like this guy is due to do this as part of my handicap. But, you know, watching this guy all year, he can, he can shoot the ball, and, and they're going to need him to do exactly that. And with Gonzaga's pace of play, you know, having so many possessions in a game, that's automatically going to raise, you know, the um, expectations of, of the UCLA players who, who will, don't usually play at that fast of a pace, but will need to play at that fast of a pace since they are playing Gonzaga, if that makes sense. 
Uh, Matt, this might fall under the futures here, but are we seeing any lines yet on potential national championship matchups? Have you seen anything yet for Baylor, Gonzaga, potentially? As that seems like the matchup, and I think that's the matchup everybody wants because those two teams have looked like the two best teams in this tournament. Uh, But have you seen any action yet on what that potential line could look like? I haven't, and maybe I'm just not looking in the right place, but I I haven't seen that line yet. Uh, I I would guess based on last week, I don't know, it would be Gonzaga by seven. Mm, Okay. Just just outside of two possessions there. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Right now we are with Matt Kiwi from Montana Standard as we are talking Montana sports betting. Uh, Matt, uh, we got a few more minutes here, but before we get into your best bet, let's talk a little Major League Baseball here as we did have opening day today. One of the things that was interesting, and I don't know, I should have looked ahead of time with Montana sports betting, but uh, who would hit the first home run? Obviously, that was Miguel Cabrera today. And so if anybody was betting that, (laughs) they don't have that? What'd you say? I said, Matt, they don't have whoever hits the first home run of the day or the first home run today that, that, that wasn't on Montana Sports Betting today? I did, I did not see it. Okay. Um, I, the only props that I've seen uh, were strikeout props and then a few over-unders on hits and, and things like that. Um, I, I, did, I didn't see anything as specific as first home run, unfortunately. Uh, we got to talk to Montana Sports Betting about that. How can you miss that? Because I feel like that's one area as well that could be really interesting from uh, day to day. But alongside that, Matt, what advice would you give people that are looking to bet baseball at this point? Today is the opening day. We've got a ton of games coming up. What are some strategies you'd recommend? So in my um, limited success of betting baseball, you know, in, in this era where so many teams are reliant on their bullpen, I tend to like to wait until, you know, just later in a series between two teams, um, when 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 a mismatch of bullpens, you know, will really come to fruition. And so the way these lines are aligned, you know, obviously you have the money line, and then the favorite will be laying like one and a half at, you know, anywhere from plus money to maybe minus one fifty. And traditionally, uh, you know, the rule was don't lay the one and a half. It, it's never smart to do this. But the way the game is played now with so many home runs and blowouts and, you know, the way and bullpens being used for an entire game. What I like to do is is a team like, I don't know, the Dodgers, the A's, the Rays, someone like that, if they're matched up, especially in a four-game series, I really like to look late in that series to lay points with the superior team with the superior bullpen because, you know, with the, the rebuilding franchises, the back ends of those bullpens are really, really thin. Fair enough. I was going to say that's going to be interesting to see because, like I said, you know, that was, that was actually, as I was thinking about today, because I was looking at some of the starting pitching, at least in the Brewers um, Minnesota series, the starters really didn't last long. I think Kent, I think Miata went. I'll say four, maybe five innings. I think Woodruff maybe lasted four, four and a half. So, yeah, it's going to be kind of interesting. I think that is – it's a very interesting look because I think it does come down to bullpens, and that's how it's uh, going to work for the rest of the season in baseball. Yeah, and, and another thing, especially early in the season, is I would definitely shy away from, from strikeout props because, A, we have the new baseballs, which who knows what that will mean for the pitchers. And then, B, guys are on pitch counts. I think Garrett Cole is at 90-pitch pitch count. Um, and and uh, Ryu uh, for the Blue Jays, similar thing. 
And so across the board, you know, you're going to have guys. I don't think Max Scherzer is ever going to have a pitch count in his life, so maybe he's a safe bet <laughs> if you like to bet his strikeouts. But um, but across the board, it seems like they're going to have these pitch counts at different times of the year. And so, you know, strikeout props really, really dig in and maybe maybe follow some you know team beat writers on, on Twitter and, and try to get a pulse on these teams before firing away. Right now we are with Matt Kiwi from the Montana Standard as we are talking Montana sports betting and we're talking about the Major League Baseball season. Matt, let's talk some future bets here. Who are some of your favorites that you like here? All righty. Well, um, should we start with the uh, what we like from World Series or do you want to go MVP or Cy Young? Well, let's start with World Series and work our way through the awards. All righty. Well, obviously um, – so for National League, I would uh, lean to the Dodgers, uh, and uh, because uh, you know they are the best team. Even though, I don't know if you watched them today, they had I think eight wild pitches, and they had a home run that was a single because uh, of base running. But um, well, I was about to say, Matt, I, I lost I lost money on the uh, Dodgers going perfect this season. So you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it might be time to trade Kershaw. <laughs> Trade Kershaw, trade Bellinger, trade you know uh, Bauer, get rid of his contract, trade Mookie Betts. I mean, just just rebuild. It's time to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but but it, it, if you if you're willing to forget about today, you know you gotta like the Dodgers, especially in that division. Really, only the Padres are gonna put up a much of a fight. You'd think. Mm-hmm. And then you know, other than that. I really like the Braves. Obviously, they had Dodgers down three to one last year, and just kind of gifted them three games in a row. And they didn't have Soroka because he mentioned his key pendant. And so, if, uh, if if he can get you know back back to anywhere where he was, he was dominant. And so, you know, if if not the Dodgers, I would say the Braves. Obviously, and I got uh, Jeff Welch in the office with me whispering uh, about the. Cardinals. I don't know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we already we we already went. We already think that they might win the Central. Okay, I know the Brewers won, the Cubs <laughs> lost, the Pirates won today. But listen, we know they're going to win the Central. I'm just not ready to go with World Series. <laughs> right, right, right. And then in the American League, I feel like that's really wide open, and so I feel like a, a long shot, kind of like you know maybe the. Uh, I guess they're not too long. Twenty-five to one, uh, or twenty-eight to one. I'm sorry, Oakland A's. You know they got the pitching. You know they're going to develop that bullpen as the year goes on. And this year, if they can stay healthy, they have they definitely have the lineup to be able to hit in the postseason consistently with Chapman, Olson, uh, Liriano, or I can't remember if I'm saying his name correctly. It's been so long <laughs> since <laughs> baseball's been on, and. Um, you know, and also they probably won't get much resistance in their division this year unless maybe the Astros can put up a fight. Or the, 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 some people have the Angels as a dark horse, but I don't know if they have the pitching. And so, so as my, as my longer shot, I would go with uh, you know, the A's. All right. All right. That'll be interesting. Uh, now, Matt, let's take a look at uh, MVPs here. Let's go with the National League. Oh, man, this is a, it's a tough one. I, I like Yelich to rebound. Two years ago, he was right there until an injury. He was a 2018 NL MVP. I, I think Yelich has a bounce back year, so I'm, I'm going to go with Yelich here. 
Yeah, and there's definitely an argument to be made that that number is too big for him at, at around 15 to 1. I think he should probably be up there with Mookie Betts and Juan Soto inside of 10 to 1. So if you're just betting the number that, you know, the number itself is wrong and that there's better than a 15 to 1 chance that he's going to win, I think that's a smart move. Another guy I like is Corey Seager. He's, you know, he's now he's two years removed from those surgeries that really held him back. And, and before that, you know, during his first couple seasons with the Dodgers, he was, you know, he you know won the rookie of the year going away, and he, he was absolutely dominant. And then we saw what he did last year, you know, winning the World Series MVP. So uh, another guy, fifteen to one, right there with Yelich, Corey Seager would be, would be my pick. All right, there you go, Corey Seager for the NL. Looking on the AL here, man, it's tough. I, one guy I kind of think about, and this would be more of a long shot on my end, I think, but is Anthony Rendon. I really don't have anything that would really back that up for me. So Anthony Rendon kind of looks like a dark horse for me. And then just feeling by the moment, maybe Cabrera can make it interesting for the Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did. Any, any guy that can win a triple crown, you know, he's got to be, be in the discussion. A guy I'll be looking at is Bo Bichette. I have the odds open and I close them here by, I think they're around 35 to 1. Here we go. They were, yeah, 35 to 1. A lot of people are bullish on the Blue Jays to make a push this year. They added, added Springer to that lineup and he'll help quite a bit. And so, you know, and I also like a guy who could make some flashy plays in the infield and get on you know, Sports Center top ten, diving in the hole for some balls. In addition to, you know, hitting hitting for power like like Bichette does. Right now, we are joined with Matt Kiwi from the Montana Standard. Now taking a look at some Cy Youngs here, uh, Matt. Uh, who do you like? So once again, I'm go- I'm going with the strategy of you know which which team do a lot of a lot of riders expect to take a jump this year. And so in the American League, a lot of people are looking at the White Sox to take that next step. And so, you know, what needs to happen in order in order for them to be good? Obviously, they need pitching. Giolito is already an established starter in the American League. But if you scroll down a bit, Dylan Cease, uh, who had a very good spring, he's at 50 to 1. And, you know, if they're going to, and their World Series odds, I think, are, are fairly short. Yeah, they're only 10 to 1 to win the World Series. So if you figure they're the fourth most likely team to win it all, you got to have a good year on a cease. He'll get a lot of strikeouts. And so by that, you know, by that kind of roundabout logic, I really like cease at 50 to 1 to maybe steal this thing. Looking at the NL real quick, I kind of feel like maybe it goes, it could go to a Dodger pitcher, no question about that. I mean, they have a great starting rotation. So either, you know, any, any guy can win it there. But I also feel like with the Mets, if things do go the way they are, everyone's hoping for the Mets, but it is the Mets. Do I look, I look at DeGrom here, maybe Scherzer as well. Yeah, it's really hard to go against DeGrom just because he's been far and away the best pitcher the last however many years. A guy I'll be looking at though is Jack Flaherty for the for the Cardinals, and um, you know that's he's going to rack up stats and he's going to get up a bunch a boatload of wins in that division. And now with adding Arenado to that lineup, that's that's going to help. Obviously, just having his bat will help, but then having him in the lineup will help Goldschmidt. 
And, you know, in a week, in a week division, they could really pile up a lot of wins and Flaherty could get a pile up a lot of strikeouts and pad his stats. And that's really what, what the right, what people look at at the end of the year for, for, um, Cy Young voting is stats. So, um, I think Flaherty at 15 to 1 is probably my favorite bet other than DeGrom. Matt, uh, let's get to your best bet as we circle back to getting to college basketball. What is your best bet of the weekend? Alrighty, I, I really like the first half of UCLA Gonzaga. Uh, the over under is right around 68, 68 and a half, and I like that to go over. And I, and I, I would play that up to over 69 and a half. You're looking at what these two teams have done offensively this tournament. Zags in the first half in their games have gone 49, 43, 46, 43, UCLA, 33, 38, 31, 40. as against Alabama, the best, theoretically the best defense they face, and 27. So even if, you know, obviously it's a bigger game, there's going to be less scoring, but I think where the, you know, I think where that number gets depressed is in the second half when, when we, what we talked about earlier is teams taking the air out of the ball. And so obviously the full game total is adjusted to reflect that, you know, the end of game strategy. But as a result, this derivative bet, you know, they just cut the game total in half basically and didn't really account for these two offenses being pretty potent in first halves of games. I mean, you, you take UCLA's worst half, Worst first half, 27, added to Gonzaga's. Worst first half, 43. Do some quick math. Hey, that's 70. Um, so that should get, that'll get us home for over 69 and a half. And so, you know, I, I really think Gonzaga is going to force UCLA to play much faster than they usually do. And, and I don't think that will hurt UCLA offensively so much as it, as it will hurt them defensively. And so obviously both of those things works well for betting an over for the total. So once again, I like uh, UCLA Gonzaga first half over 68 and a half. And I played all the way up to, you know, 69 and a half. Matt Kiewit, our feature guest joining us on the wife is credit union hotline. Matt, if they want to follow your work, how can they do that? I'm at 406 mtsports.com and mtstandard.com. Matt, really appreciate the time. You have yourself a great rest of your night. Look forward to chatting with you next week. Sounds good, Anthony. You take care. Great stuff there with Matt Kiwit from the Montana Standard. Coming up next here, we'll wrap things up for a Thursday night edition of the show. 96.5 is 600 KGEZ. John Hendricks here from the KGEZ Good Morning Show. John Lepton is my guest. Are we ready to play some baseball? Uh, You know, the kids are getting really excited about it. I think everybody's getting excited. Spring's here, and that's kind of the big kickoff for spring sports. Well, you know, KGEZ has our own Peewee League team. Awesome. It's so fun to watch the kids, and I think it's great you guys are uh, involved in that. So talk about what the kids might need for this season. Bats to gloves, cleats. You know, we've got uh, anything to get you covered for both baseball and softball. We carry uh, all the big brands, Louisville Slugger, Easton, DeMarini, Wilson. And then new for us this year is a lot of the protective line. People don't think about protective gear, but we've got all the helmets and everything that need to go along with that from Evotech. And I understand you have a supply of Louisville Sluggers too. We do. Yep. Louisville Slugger, definitely in there. Well, before you hit the diamond, hit Snappy Sports Center, where they've been for seven decades, right where Montana 35 and Highway 2 meet in Evergreen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.